Good morning. Isn't it good to be here? Amen. I am glad that y'all are here in the Lord's house. It is a beautiful day for Palm Sunday. Yes, Palm Sunday, for those who are not quite sure about it, was the day that Jesus came in to Jerusalem. And he was riding on the donkey, and they, the people there stood beside the road and they laid out their garments and they waved their palm branches giving praise to him saying hosanna blessed is the king who comes in the name of the lord so today as we worship in every part of our service and i just hope that your hearts will be lifted up your hands will be lifted up in worship to the lord uh, the announcements for this day are uh <laughs> I was going to say for this month, and I was like, okay, we're, we are in a new month, right? Yes. So the announcements for, for today are that uh, the shoeboxes, the shoebox items are any type of shower items. So soap, um, those, those squishy, fluffy things that you wash with, the what? Loofahs, thank you. Yes. Sometimes loofahs are scratchy, though, so I mean, I just... I don't prefer the scratchy ones, so if you do, you're welcome to give them to the children. Um, or washcloths. Just You can't have anything liquid, so no uh, body wash or anything like that. But please do bring those items. I saw some people bringing some shoeboxes today. Thank you, thank you, thank you. We need those desperately because last year we used every single shoebox that we had, which was fantastic. Also, if you don't have money to, if you don't have time to go, but you do have some money, you're welcome to give for the ship cost which is ten dollars per box this year so that is one thing today as well we have first sunday meal there's i'm sure there's lots of food i mean i just i have faith i saw some things being brought in and we want you to stay so if you are here and you have plans to leave change your plans right now please stay and eat with us we want to fellowship with you also today during our service we are uh, partaking in the lord's table and i'm so excited i'm just oh i just i'm excited to to be able to share this with you you are not required to take of the lord's table if if it comes to you and you say eh, i'm just not feeling it today no judgment whatsoever that's totally fine uh, we're just glad that you're here. So if you uh, if you would like to partake, then of course that will be going on in just a few minutes. Next week is Easter Sunday. If you've not yet invited people, do that. Not right this second. Put your phones away. But if, you, uh, if you're watching online, you are invited to Easter service. It's going to be a great time in the Lord. Uh, also, starting this month is our Rain Down Blessings. That is our focus this month, is raining down blessings. And Sister Kim and Brother Jason, sounds weird like that, Kim and Jason, the Doyles, have taken it and run with it. We are going to be raising some funds for the homeless. And uh, they're, they're getting some items and putting together some different bags and and creating some some care packages for those i am sure that once the items all show up kim would you mind uh, people helping you or? okay so if you want to be hands-on then uh, kim is, is happy to to allow you to work with her but if you 
don't have the opportunity for that, there is an umbrella in the back so that you can rain down some blessings. It will be available to us every service. So if you have some extra money to rain down some blessings, put in there. We're going to use that money to, uh, to bless the homeless. Also, we're going to have an opportunity this month to go to a homeless encampment. Anyone who's interested, um, I will. Uh, a pastor friend of mine is uh, working out some dates with his church, and he invited us to go with them. So I'm really excited about that. I love that kind of thing. If that's not anything that you enjoy doing, that's okay. Take some money out of your pocket and rain down some blessings. So yeah, we want you involved in any way, okay? <laughs> so uh, any other announcements, we will certainly let you know. So, sorry, Dad. Y'all know about the cat. Bless his heart. He's very fat. And, I don't know, a few months ago, I decided he needed some healthier food. So, I bought him this enormous, I mean, it, just a very large bag of healthier food to try to get him, you know, doing better. And after I began, began giving that to him, he went on a hunger strike. Um, he just, he wouldn't have it. And I'm of the opinion that um, if you if you are hungry, you will eat what's set before you. I don't know where that comes from. But Shane Williams is not that way. And I, he knows that, so even though he's not here, he's <laughs> it's, it's nothing new. So he went to the store and got some unhealthy food. Yes. <laughs> yes. So he mixed it together. And for a while... The cat was eating both. He was, he, you know, eating his food and, and was fine. But more recently, he has started doing this thing where he will sniff his little nose through to find the, the good food, the fattening food, and he will leave behind all the healthy food. So there is, in his bowl, this much, because it's a pretty deep bowl, there is this much healthy food and if he doesn't see any unhealthy food there he'll stand at his bowl and look at it look up at me look down at his bowl look up at me like do you see that i that i can't eat this do you see how i'm suffering well i thought about how often we partake of the word which is our daily bread and we are just all about those fattening passages. We're all about, oh, I will, be, I will be the head and not the tail. I am above only and not beneath. And I am blessed and highly favored. And then we kind of shun those that say, love your enemies. And pray for those who despitefully use you. And, and we kind of turn away from those that say, you know, deny yourself and take up your cross and follow me. And we can't, we, we look up to God. God, I don't, I don't want to consume this. Do you have anything else for me? Do you have any blessings for me? Because I'd really like those instead. So I encourage you today that we have to take it all in order to be healthy, in order to be spiritually healthy. Talking about health and wellness, we've got to take it all. 
Amen. So let's sing this morning and go to the Lord in prayer. Ask him to have his will in the service. Heavenly Father, we thank you for this day. God, you are great. You are greatly to be praised. You're mighty and strong and powerful, and we love you so very much, God. Heavenly Father, I thank you that you have given us this beautiful day to celebrate Palm Sunday. And we just, we raise our hearts to you. We raise our hands to you. Lord, we lift you up and we bless you because you are worthy of praise. Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Heavenly Father, we are just so thankful that you sent your only son to die for our sins. That he was willing to give up all of heaven and come down for us and to be our savior. Father, I thank you so very much that we had this opportunity to celebrate together in in the elements today in the Lord's table to take of the bread and the body of Christ. God, I thank you that you have given us the blood, the juice that is that is his his precious blood. We're so thankful, God. We just ask that you would have your will and your way in each and every life. God, I pray that you would just heal and restore and mend. God, I pray there would be no hindrance between us and you. We thank you. We praise you for all that you do and all that you are. In Jesus' precious name, amen. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You are good. Thank you, will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore at his table. Sing that again. I will feast. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I will feast at the table of the Lord. I won't hunger anymore at his table. Come all you weary, come and find his yoke is easy. His burdens light, and He is able, He will restore at the table of the Lord. There is peace at the table of the Lord. There is peace at the table of the Lord. I won't worry anymore at his table. There is healing at the table of the Lord. There is healing at the table of the Lord. anymore at his table so come all you weary come and find his yoke is easy his burden is light and he is able 
today, Lord. You are great. You are so great. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you today, Heavenly Father. We praise you today. The splendor of a king clothed in majesty let all the earth rejoice all the earth rejoice he wraps himself in light and darkness tries to hide and trembles at his voice and trembles at his voice how great is our God Sing with me how great is our God. All will see how great, how great is our God. Age to age he stands, and my time is in his hands beginning and the end beginning and the end the Godhead three in one you are Father, Spirit and Son 
and great are you, Lord. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. It's your breath. In our lungs, so we pour out our praise, pour out our praise. It's your breath in our lungs, so we pour out our praise to you only. shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you Lord all the earth will shout your praise our hearts will cry these bones will sing great are you Lord? And all the earth will shout your praise. Our hearts will cry. These bones will sing. Great are you Lord? It's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise we pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise and pour out our praise it's your breath in our lungs so we pour out our praise to you only and great are you Lord he is great he is greatly to be praised just give him a praise give him a hosanna give him a wave of your palms whatever it is give him praise churchy in this place today. Hallelujah, hallelujah. <laughs> Two of those songs talked about restoring us. Praise God. He restoring and blessing and lifting up. And when he does all that, isn't it up to us with the breath that he gives to praise him, to praise and to honor him. Hallelujah. I stood there at that last song thinking, how many a year and a half ago I was hassling, as it were, 
for breath, trying to reach that deep other breath, and it just wasn't there. But praise God, it's there. Hallelujah! Bless the Lord. The breath of God that gives me shout. I'm going to use it for Him. Glory, glory, glory. Palm Sunday. Praise God. I wave these palms because He has blessed me. I wave these palms because He has answered my prayer. I wave these palms because He's been there in the time of my trouble. He's my ever-present help in the time when I would call on Him. He did not turn a deaf ear up, but He was open up unto my cry. I raise my palms and sing, Thank you, Lord, because You've healed me. Thank you, Lord, because You have blessed me. I wave my palms because He is my God. He is the King riding in on that donkey. He is the Lord of Lords. He is the God of glory. He is my blessing. He is my strength. And I wave my palms at Him today. Bless His name. Hallelujah. Praise God. Sister Kim, yes, there were two or three saying, tell those folks to be quiet. Yes, there were two or three saying, I'm not going to take part in this sham. People waving their palms, throwing their clothes down in the street for him to pass by on. Praise God. No, I'm... Oh, but then there was a little lady saying, He gave me back my dead son. I'm going to wave a palm. Hallelujah! There was a couple there that said, My eyes were blind. I could not see anything. But this man riding on that donkey, he came by and he healed me. And now I see. And I'm going to wave my palms and him hallelujah praise God please brother Jonah be quiet and let somebody else wave a palm would you do it today are you here you'd wave a palm at the Lord and brag on Jesus praise God oh Amen. His will. <laughs> oh, he is good. Praise God. Amen, sister. Hager, amen. Amen. Somebody else would praise him this morning. 
He's been good in your life. Yes, Brother Vic. <laughs> oh, yes, Brother Vic, praise the Lord. Amen. God is good, isn't he? Praise God. Give me just a moment, and I won't stay a long time here. But then we see the Lord later in the garden. And T.D. Jakes preached a real great message on that today. For when he was there in that garden, everything that he was and had, he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Oh, there in that moment, he changed everything from the beginning of time. When Adam and Eve said, I'll do what I want. I'll eat of the fruit if I want to. So it was not God's will there, but it was man's will. Man did what he wanted, created a time of sin and a time that we had to come back to God. In the garden, Jesus corrected all of that when he said, Father, not my will, but thy will be done. Brother Mike, Wednesday night, gave us scripture in 4-7 of James that it said submit, submit. That's what Jesus did in the garden, submitted himself to the Father. The Bible said 4-7, submit yourself unto the Lord. And when you do that, then resist the devil. He'll flee from, hallelujah. Oh, clap your hands up unto the Lord and shout with His praise. Hallelujah. Amen, amen, amen. Good morning and welcome to the Cornelius Church of God. We're glad to have all of you with us this morning. If you're a visitor and this is your first time being here with us, don't make it your last. You're welcome. I hope you enjoy the service so much you just can't wait to get back the next time. Kim and Jason, 12 years. Today, I, w I was walking her down the aisle at, oh, Lord, Jesus. And somebody was walking my wife down the aisle. I don't remember who it was. But if you get a chance and you see them during the time, just tell them happy anniversary. They'll be happy about it. It's time to receive our tithe and offering if our usher will come at this time. Thank you for your gifts and for what you do for the church. God so blesses us, and I'm very thankful for it. Brother Joyner, will you say the blessing, please? Thank you. 
it's time now to take up our prayer request. You're going to have to deal with me one more week. <laughs> and next week, Brother Shane will be back. Does anyone have a request on this side? Miss Judith? Yes, let's remember Miss Wynell. Gretchen? Yes, let's remember Tony and Lisa that had traveling mercies and that the Lord would touch Pop Pop's back. Let's remember Georgiana and her family, traveling mercies for them also. Anyone on this side? Sister Diane? remember Sister Diane's family and the lost, Brother Mike. Remember Brother Mike Hager's family, Miss Judith. Let's, let's, let's do remember our lost family members. Okay, anyone else? Jason. remember Jason's co-worker Rusty and his mother Tina. She is going through some things and, and does need our prayer. Hey, if you have an unspoken request you lift your hands. God sees in our hands and knows our hearts. Okay, let's I'll go to the Lord in prayer. Whiter 
having the uh, <laughs> the lapel mic on because yes if I get too too loud and if I get too loud and crazy just let me know well I'm, <laughs> I mean this communicating around us <laughs> don't, y'all don't tell me don't don't wave to me I'll just assume that you're um, that you're waving your palm branches <laughs> this makes me be able to use my hands a whole lot more that wasn't the point we're gonna do our <laughs> we're gonna participate in the Lord's Supper but uh, I'm just gonna see that coming out of me. So for a while we've been thinking about health and wellness in various types. We've been talking about mental health and wellness. If y'all haven't heard them, go back. It was almost two months worth of mental health and wellness. Also, uh, last month we talked about physical health and wellness, but because today and next week are just so special, they are the really special days in the Christian calendar. We are going to take a step back and pause in our health and wellness. So last week when we talked about health and wellness, we were talking about the blessing that God has for each of his people. So he wants to bless and keep us. He wants to give favor and grace to us. And he wants to give forgiveness and wholeness to us. So today we're going to consider the importance of communion or the Lord's Supper. So Jesus was the Passover lamb. We understand that. Right now we're in, the, we're in a season. If you are a, a Jewish individual or you follow any of the Jewish calendars, we're in the, in the midst of that season of Passover. And although some scholars disagree, we see very clearly that Jesus was celebrating Passover with his disciples. This is an eight-day festival that was instituted by God back in Exodus and we see in, in certain books that Jesus said to them, I want you to go and get a place where we can celebrate the Passover together. So regardless of what scholars say, we have God's word that tells us that Jesus himself said, I want to go celebrate the Passover. So he told the disciples, go get a room ready. We're going to celebrate one last time. Because the Passover feast was so significant to people of Jewish faith. It was instituted in Egypt when Moses told the children of Israel while they were still slaves in the land, he said, kill a lamb and take its blood. And the, the thing about this particular lamb, they had, to, they had to have it in their homes. It had to be a perfect spotless lamb, but they had to bring it into their homes. And they had to nurture it and care for it. And they had to allow it to to kind of be like a pet for them. And then in preparation for the Passover, they had to slaughter it. So they were so attached to it, and they had this this feeling of of precious blood being shed. They, They understood the power. They understood the significance of this precious, innocent lamb being slaughtered. So God said to the children of Israel, I'm going to send one final plague 
on the land of Egypt. And that is going to make them release you. And this plague is going to be so severe that I'm going to kill the firstborn of each of the houses that do not have the blood of the lamb on their doorpost. So, that night, as the children of Israel were in their homes and they were celebrating this and they were, they were partaking, they had put the blood on their doorpost. And it's possible that they heard the cries. As the angel of death, because the Lord said this was going to happen, the angel of death came down and he looked at each of the doorposts. And if he saw blood, he passed by. He passed over, which is why it's called Passover. And then those who had obeyed, of course, were passed over, but those who did not obey, specifically the Egyptians, the angel of death struck down the firstborn of each of the households. And this is what caused Pharaoh to say, get out. So this was a celebration of being set free, having the freedom that only comes through Yahweh. So from that time on, they were commanded to commemorate this night with an eight-day-long festival. We see lots of significant symbols within the Passover. Of course, the Passover lamb we just talked about, that he is spotless and perfect. We understand that it represents Christ, who is sinless and spotless, a sacrifice that is made for us, a little lamb who didn't deserve to die, a little lamb that, that we love and fellowship with who didn't deserve for our sins to be placed upon him but he died in our place they had to eat bitter herbs this was a reminder of the bitterness of slavery and we consider it we think of the slavery to sin it's bitter living out in the world living under the the punishment of sin it's bitter for a while it seems great it seems like lots of fun but but the writer of Hebrews says it's, it's just fun for a season. And then we realize it's death to continue living that way. They had to eat matzah, unleavened bread. The children of Israel who were living in Egypt were told, make your bread without yeast. So any of y'all who are bakers, now I, bless my heart, I can make lots of stuff, okay? I'm an excellent baker. Yes. <clears throat> I cannot make bread. I just, I've tried and tried. Cannot do it. I tried to make, and the Gracie laughed because, yes, last time that I made bread, made this cloud bread. Have y'all seen this on TikTok? Or, okay, yes, thank you, TikTok people. So this cloud bread, you, uh, you fluff up your egg, uh, egg whites, and you just add a few things in, and then you, you just, really carefully, you just mold it and, and bake it, and it's supposed to come out of the oven just really fluffy, just really nice, almost like an angel food cake, and you just pull it apart, and it's just so beautiful. I made it, and it came out this thin. It was really bad. Yes, I don't, I don't know. It, it, I mean, I guess it tasted okay, but it was absolutely not what it was supposed to be, so I definitely could, could do some unleavened bread, because any of the, the leavening, it just, I tend to overmix. <laughs> My biscuits turn out terrible. I'm so thankful for Mom that, <laughs> yes, makes those great biscuits. So this 
the children of Israel were told, you need to make this bread without yeast because you're going to have to leave so quickly that as soon as Pharaoh says, get out of here, y'all are going to pick up your stuff and you're going to leave. So this commemorates the fact that they, they didn't have time to let their bread dough rise. They had to get out of there so fast. So they're told to partake in matzah. Matzah is also known as poor man's bread. Bread that is for anyone. Bread that doesn't have to just be on a rich man's table, but it is for every person. Yes. The beauty of the matzah is that it is for everyone. This, this bread that is Christ, the body of Christ, it is for everyone. In Exodus chapter 6, we'll begin there. We have a few verses. Exodus chapter 6. Verses 6 and 7, we will see in just a second the significance of, of these verses in relation to the Passover. It says, Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, I am Yahweh. I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians, and I will rid you out of their bondage, and I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgment. And I will take you to me for a people, and I will be to you a God, and ye shall know that I am Yahweh, your God. I am the Lord, your God, which bringeth you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. So as they were celebrating Passover, now not necessarily this first night, but from, from that time on, every year as they were celebrating Passover, there would have been four cups. would have been four cups that they would drink of. I don't know if y'all can see. And each of these cups is represented by a certain part of these two verses. So the first cup of, this is juice. <laughs> I had a couple of people ask me, this is juice. We're Pentecostal, Church of God. No, okay, we love y'all Lutheran and Catholic people, okay, but we, we have juicy. So, they would have had four different cups that they would participate in throughout the night. Now, this is a really long process, the, the night of Passover, because it's a time of remembrance. It's a time of reminding one another of the greatness of God. So, the first cup that they would have had that would have been poured out for them, Mom, you need to help me. Jesus, take the wheel. <laughs> I'm so glad you're here. So glad. Yes. Thank you. <laughs> Ooh, maybe take the top off of it. That'd be great. So the first one. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> the first cup was the cup of sanctification. So they would have drunk this. Thank you. They would have drunk this cup to correspond with the verse that says, I am Yahweh, I will bring you out from under the burdens of the Egyptians. So, this cup of sanctification was to cleanse them from the burden of sin. Egypt represented sin later on in the, in the Old Testament and even talking about the deliverance 
from that place of sin. So he, he, they would have drunk this cup of sanctification to remind them they're no longer slaves to sin. They're no longer under the bondage of anything that the enemy would try to put on them. They would drink this at the beginning of the meal. Then there was a second cup. I'm going to be more careful this time. It was that the top was on. Bless my heart. The second cup would have been poured. So they would have drunk this. They would have talked and, and they would have partaken in other parts of the communion. Uh, excuse me, of the Passover. They would have, they would have eaten bitter herbs. They would have uh, taken some of the, of the lamb and, and eaten it. So it's in between these times. They're not consecutive, but one right after the other. But they would have been, a second one would have been poured for them. And this was, you okay? <laughs> this was the cup of suffering. This corresponds to the verse that says, I will rid you of their bondage. This was also called the cup of plagues. Sometimes, as people were celebrating Passover, the head of the family, or the host of the meal, would put his fingers into this cup and sprinkle out ten different times to represent each of the plagues. They would remind everyone at the table there were plagues in Egypt. There are plagues that come against us sometimes. There are pains that we go through. There are things that we suffer. This cup of suffering. But the beautiful thing about this is that some people who celebrated it in a certain way they would sprinkle out the plagues and then what was left was the cup of joy. So then we see this third cup. This is the cup of redemption. Now, in between the second and the third cup, the matzah would have been eaten. But this third cup of redemption would have been poured And it would have been, it would have corresponded to the part of the verse that says, I will redeem you with a stretched out arm. That this cup of redemption is a buying back. So that even though you were in Egypt, even though you were in the midst of suffering, even though you were a slave, I'm, I'm buying you back. I'm bringing you out. My arm is stretched out to bring you back. This you, cup of redemption. Praise the Lord. Then there was a fourth cup. So that was going to be at the very end of the meal. The fourth cup was poured. At the very end. And it was called... cup of praise or the cup of acceptance and it corresponds to the portion of the verse that says I will take you to me for a people and I will be to you a God this, this cup of acceptance I accept you as my people it would have been drunk after they had sung a hymn they would have 
sung a hymn of praise. Usually it was Psalm 136. And they would have drunk this at the very end of the night. So let's take a look at what Jesus did in Luke chapter 22. Luke chapter 22. Verses 14 through 20. And they say, And when the hour was come, he sat down, and the twelve apostles with him. And he said unto them, With desire I have desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. So we see, again, Jesus himself saying, This is a Passover meal. Now the reason that some of them think that it was not a Passover meal is because it is possible that this happened a day before the regular Passover meal would have taken place because Jesus knew he was going to suffer the next day. So he was celebrating the Passover meal, but he was just celebrating it early. So he tells them, in verse 16, For I say unto you, I will not any more eat thereof until it be fulfilled in the kingdom of God. Eat any more thereof being the Passover. He said, this is my last Passover. This is going to be the last time that I celebrate here on earth. And he took the cup and gave thanks and said, Take this and divide it among yourselves. For I say unto you, I will not drink of the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God shall come. And he took the bread and he gave thanks and break it. And gave unto them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. Likewise, also, the cup after supper, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood, which is shed for you. So Jesus tells the disciples that he's been waiting, desiring to have this last bit of time with them. These words he said, with desire I have desired. This is showing emphasis. He says, With great longing I have my heart set upon it. Because he would have no more opportunity to eat this meal with them again until they were all together in heaven one day. And we know that that is going to be the marriage supper of the Lamb. He said to Kim and Jason, We're celebrating today a marriage supper. Twelve years ago we were celebrating a marriage supper today as well. Because one Jewish custom was sealing betrothal with a cup of wine. So the wine would be poured when a young man wanted to marry a young woman. The wine would be poured. And the young man would drink of the cup. And then he'd offer it to the woman. And she had the choice, if she wanted to marry him... She could drink of the cup. But if she did not want to marry him, she could lay it aside. That was her way of accepting him as her groom. So Jesus, the bridegroom here, offers this cup. He offers it to them at the beginning of the night. This cup of sanctification. That's the first cup that he gave to them. This cup of sanctification. He says, here, I'm offering this to you. I offer you sanctification. Share it among yourselves. Hallelujah. Because we as the body of Christ are encouraged to sanctify one another, to pray for one another, to give encouragement to one another, 
So this cup of sanctification that he said, share it among yourselves. Make sure that you're lifting one another up. Make sure that you are encouraging each other. When you see someone stumble, you tell them, you can get up. Get cleaned up. We're going to come to the Lord. We're going to pray. We're going to talk to him. So this cup of sanctification that Jesus offered to them first was him saying, will you accept me? I want a spotless, pure bride. Will you accept me? And as they drank, they accepted him. Then, after we talked about the, the first cup, the second cup, then the matzah would have been broken. Now, traditionally, there are three pieces of matzah. Three pieces. Let's see this one right here. And the middle piece. There are three pieces. Y'all, yeah, wash my hands, I promise. There were three pieces. And the middle piece, in the middle of the night, after the, the cup of sanctification and after the cup of suffering had been drunk, then the head of the family, the leader, the host of the, of the meal, would have broken it. And then part of the matzah, would have been wrapped in a linen cloth and hidden. And later on in the night, at the end of the night, the children would go around and look for this hidden piece of matzah. And here we see, here we see that the representation the command of God, the command of Yahweh in the Old Testament. Here we have God who is Father, Jesus who is Son and was broken for us, and Holy Spirit. Three in one. And it was reflected in the time of Passover. So as this piece would have been broken, the top piece and the broken middle piece would be shared around the table. They would break it, and they would hand it to one another. Break a piece, hand it over. Break a piece, hand it over. The bottom piece was not yet partaken, but the Holy Spirit had not yet come. Now, today, as we partake, we'll, we'll partake of it all, because the Holy Spirit has come. He came 50 days after this at Pentecost, and so we partake of Him as well. So, Jesus, as he was sharing during this night, he said to them, take and eat, this is my body. Take a look at it. This is what most matzah looks like. Take a look. Stripes. Blisters. Fragile. There was a reason that this is the kind of bread, this bread of, this bread of the poor man, this bread that was for everyone, this bread that was available to everyone, Hallelujah. that you didn't have to be rich to receive it, that you didn't have to, to have a lot of money or a lot of power to partake in this, but it was striped and it was bruised and it could be broken. That is the kind of bread 
that was commanded to be taken. So Jesus, in this particular passage, he tells them that his body is given for them. He said he took the bread, he gave thanks, he broke it, and, and gave unto them, saying, this is my body which is given for you. Now we see in Paul's account in 1 Corinthians that Paul uses the word broken. This is his body which was broken for you. And in all likelihood, he, Paul said this because the elements were broken, because as they were taking them, they would break the bread. So he was saying in a, in a natural way, yes, it's broken. But Jesus here says the word given. Each time that we see this in the synoptic gospels, Matthew, Mark, and Luke, he says, this, this is my body which was given for you. He didn't say broken. Paul was, again, referring to the elements, but Jesus is using another term which means in the Greek, a procedure whereby a subject deliberately transfers something to someone. He was freely giving of himself out of his wholeness to restore our brokenness. And see, this is the the great thing about the upside-down kingdom of of Jesus, that as he was broken, he was giving himself for our wholeness. And out of his wholeness, he broke the bread. And said, take and eat. This is my body. He was freely given. The cup after supper, again, the cup of redemption or cup of blessing. There would have been a a prayer of thanks for the entire meal. There would have been blessings said specifically over each cup of wine, juice. There would have been blessings said over each cup. There would have been blessings that were said over the bread. And there would have been sometimes extra blessings on that particular night because it was Passover. The cup of redemption would have been filled to the brim. Which is possibly why Jesus is recorded by Matthew telling them to drink all of it. Drink full of the redemption of Christ. Because if I only drink half of his redemption, (laughs) then it may not be enough for me for next Tuesday. And it may not be enough of me for Friday night. But I need to drink fully of the redemption of Christ. I need to be completely filled to the brim with what he has done. I need to partake of his redemptive power completely. This blood that Jesus would shed was the beginning of a new covenant. He tells them this. This is the New Testament in my blood, or this word is also covenant. This is a new covenant in my blood. All covenants had to be sealed with a sign of blood. Up to this point, the sign of covenant between God and his people was the sign of circumcision. So at the very beginning, when he talked to Abraham about making a covenant, he said, Abraham... From now on, you and your sons are going to receive the sign of circumcision as a sign of the covenant. So he, God was asking his people to shed their blood to make a covenant with him. But this New Testament covenant, this new covenant, Jesus said, this is the covenant in my blood. For so long you had to do things. For so long you had to work. For so long you had to 
to follow the letter of the law. It was legalistic. Uh, I know. But not anymore. This is the sign of the covenant in my blood. I'm giving it to you. I'm pouring it out so you don't have to anymore. This is enough. So, you may notice that two of the cups were never mentioned by Luke. There were two cups that were. The cup of suffering, what Jesus said, the first one, take of the, the cup of sanctification, but he never mentions the cup of suffering. Because we see that. Dad already mentioned in the garden. We see that later. That Jesus said to his father, Father, if it's possible, let this cup, let this cup pass from me. I don't want to do this. I don't want to have to suffer in this way. I don't want to have to accept the pain. But not my will. Yours be done. So Jesus took that cup of suffering for us so we didn't have to drink it. That's why it's not mentioned. Yeah, we need to be sanctified. Absolutely. That's 100%. That, that, was, that was mentioned. But that suffering doesn't have to be ours. It doesn't have to belong to us. We can give it over to, to God. God, I, this suffering is yours. It's not anything that I, have to, that I have to take hold of because of the stripes that were born for me. Because of the bruises that were on your body. I don't have to suffer anymore. The cup of praise, we don't see. We, we see the cup of redemption. But then, and we hear in one of the gospel writers that they sang a hymn, but then they went out to the garden. We don't hear about them drinking the cup of acceptance. But remember what Jesus said, I can't drink of the, of the vine until I drink it in, the, in heaven with all y'all. So that's going to be the cup of acceptance, that cup of praise, that one day we're going to be able to sit down with our Savior and drink of that cup of praise, that cup of acceptance. We're going to participate in that with Him, that He has accepted us as His pure and spotless bride. We think about the tone of communion. I think about this a lot, how we, how we do this. Last year, we, when we had our time of communion, if y'all remember, if y'all were here, we, we had the table out, and, and each one came up, and, and they were served by someone else, and then they moved, and they served someone else. And, and I think that's a big part of what we do as believers, that we have to serve one another. This is something that we're called upon to do, is to serve one another. But think about the tone that would have been going on in that upper room. Now, we see in, in John chapters 13 through 17 that Jesus is, is giving them those, those last bits of information. I'm about to die, y'all. It finally hit them. No, Lord. Y'all have been telling you this for three years. It's been coming for a while. So certainly that last night, as they're taking of this Passover together, perhaps there's a somber tone. Jesus, no. No. We don't want you to die. We, we love you. We, we don't want you to go. Please, Lord, don't do this. And then as he passed around these elements and he sang to them, this is my body, Lord, 
don't understand what you mean. This is my blood, but it's not. It's the, it's the cup of redemption. Praise God. But just imagine. Because he said, as, as often as you do this, he didn't tell them they only had to do it once a year. He said, as often as you do this. We understand that from the, the early church, they did it regularly. It was a, a common practice. This is one of the things that Paul's talking about in 1 Corinthians when he talks to them about, you know, this is why some of you were sick and suffering is because people come to your love feasts and the rich people... They go through the line first. We're about to have a love feast over there. Whoever can, you know, it doesn't matter who goes first. Um, but the rich people would go first, and they would get the best. And then the poor people, they wouldn't have anything left over. And Paul said, that's unacceptable. And for this reason, some of y'all are sick and hurting and dying because you're so selfish. Because this is a love feast. This is an agape feast. This is preferring your brother over yourself. Praise God. So this first communion would have been somber, but some of those other communions, maybe some of those people will give them the side eye. I'm going to get in here before anybody else does, and I'm going to get the best. But that's not so with us. We're sharing. We want to share one with another. So as we partake today of this feast of the Lord, let us rejoice in the fact. Think about that, that next communion. When the disciples were together, those who had been in the upper room, and they, they began to think about Jesus the last time that they had been with him. Hallelujah. And as they broke the bread. Oh, hallelujah. And they had seen him up on the cross. They had seen the suffering that he went through. And they, one of them broke and handed it to somebody. This is Jesus, y'all. He's here with us. I know we miss him. But this is him. This is what he's done for us. And as they handed each other this, this cup of redemption, y'all, look at what Jesus did for us. We're not bound to sin anymore. We're, we're not slaves to what we used to be. We don't have to be who we were. Lord. Y'all, this Lord. is what Jesus did. So this was a time of rejoicing for them. At the Lord's table. This word communion. And the early believers called this the, the table of the Lord or breaking of bread. Paul described it to the Corinthians as partnership, fellowship, or quinia with the body and the blood of Christ. From this, we understand a few things about the tone. Again, that it's quinia, it's fellowship, one with another. It is a deep love that we need to have one for another. A, an interesting thing, a weird thing that I learned as I was studying this. So the, the Passover cups would have been consumed leaning to the left. So they, were, they would recline as they were eating. That was a habit. But also, instead of sitting straight up, as they were having their, their cup of wine, or cup of, again, it's juice, as they were leaning, as they, as they received this cup, they leaned to the left and drank. And it's a representation of freedom. Yes, the Lord. That I'm not bound by 
I'm not bound by anything. I'm not bound by convention of having to sit up and Bless consume. I, I'm comfortable. I am free. Bless the Lord. I am free. Yes. It reminded me, y'all who were, y'all who have been here long enough to remember us doing the choir and um, singing "You Are Good." <laughs> Every time we'd get to that part, and we'd, you know, we'd do our, some of us, some of us would do our little dip, you know, you are good. And every, when we think about the goodness of the Lord, we recognize that we have freedom in Christ, that he is good. So this is a time as well of reflection. Now, as I said earlier, you do not have to participate. If you choose to not participate, no judgment whatsoever, that is up to you. As we pass this around, if you say no thank you, we will move. No worries. But we want everyone to have the opportunity. So we want to we get, right get right with the Lord. Yeah, we want to get right with the Lord. If there's anything in your heart that will hinder you from truly partaking of the body and the blood of Christ, we're going to pray. And ask the Lord to cleanse us, to make us ready, to make us vessels. As the music plays, we're we're just going to take a moment to examine our hearts. Prepare to receive the blood and the body of Christ. Heavenly Father, we come before you giving you thanks. We lift you up and we bless your holy name. God, we are thankful that you gave us your only son, to die for our sins. God, we're so thankful that you make us able today to celebrate that sacrifice in communion. God, we're so thankful that we are able to fellowship one with another. God, that we're we're able to be with fellow believers who are participating in this koinonia, this fellowship, this feast of love. God, I ask you right now, if there is anything in my heart that should not be there. Heavenly Father, if there's anything in my life that would keep me from completely partaking in your body and your blood, God, forgive me. God, if there's an attitude that's wrong. God, if there is a thought that's wrong. If there's an action that's wrong, God, forgive me. Cleanse me. Make me pure. Make me holy. God, I pray that for each person, Lord, that they would examine their own hearts. Lord, if there's a a place in them that they see that they, perhaps it's just not right, I pray they ask forgiveness right now. Lord, that they would take us a cup of sanctification before anything else. Heavenly Father, we just ask right now forgiveness and acceptance from you. Lord, we thank you. We praise you. We receive from you now. In Jesus' precious holy name. Amen. So as we as we partake, there would have been think about this, they they would have been around the table together and they would have been breaking the bread. 
perhaps those who were Jewish would have been recounting their history. They would have been talking about how great that Yahweh had been to them. Do you, do you remember what he did? He, he delivered us. He brought us out of slavery. He brought us out of Egypt. As they're breaking the bread and as they're passing it around, they're saying this to each other. Do you remember that he, he took us out of slavery? Remember that, that at the Red Sea, we were worried and he parted it. Do you remember that, that as we got to Jericho, we didn't know how we were going to take the city, but God had told us that we would. We didn't know how it was going to happen, but, but all we had to do was praise. All we had to do. And so as they're breaking this matzah, as they're breaking this bread, they would have been thinking about what God had done. They would have been saying to each other, think of how great He is. Think of how great He's been. And then later on, as they as they were passing it around. You can take it. Yeah, you can take a whole So as they were as they were taking this, perhaps the and if y'all can't hear me, sorry. Y'all can just listen. As they were talking one to another, the disciples, maybe they would say to each other, y'all remember? Y'all remember when when we saw that blind man, we heard him out on we heard him crying out on the side of the road, "Heal me, Jesus, Son of Son of David, have mercy on me." And do you remember that as Jesus passed by him, he didn't just ignore him. He didn't he didn't leave him. He didn't tell us to he didn't tell us to to pass him by. But Jesus. He reached out to him and he healed him. Do y'all remember? Do y'all remember when, when we were having, we're hearing Jesus preach and teach, and there were 5,000 men, not including the women and children. Do y'all remember that? And, and, and all we had, all we had was just a few loaves and a few fish. But Jesus, he took that. He took that little that we had and he blessed it. He blessed it and he made it enough. Do y'all remember that? Do you remember times that you've been in pain? Do you remember times that you've been hurting mentally, emotionally, physically? You remember those times that you've been suffering? And, and Jesus healed. That those stripes that Jesus bore, do you remember that? And as they, as Jesus would have broken that bread and, and given it to him, we're not going to partake right now, but I, I just want to read to you the blessing of the bread. As he broke the bread, he would have said this blessing. Blessed are you. So Jesus himself, Jesus himself standing at the head of the table would have said this in the midst of his disciples. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God. Sovereign of all who brings forth bread from the earth. Blessed are you, Adonai, our God. 
ruler of the universe who has sanctified us with his laws and commanded us to eat matzah. Do you mind? Okay, you took. You might be more steady than me to pass. Just pass it. Yeah. Yes, ma'am. You don't mind. So as Jesus, again, he had, he had given that first one, that first cup of sanctification to them. He had handed it out to them and had them accept him as their as their groom. Accept me. Take this. Will you take it? They had already taken of that. He had broken the matzah. And then he would have said a blessing over the meal before this second cup, or this third cup of redemption. Before this cup was, was taken, he would have given a blessing over the meal. And that blessing was this. I will bless the Lord at all times. Jesus himself, standing before all of his disciples, would have stood up and said, I will bless the Lord at all times. He was about to go into the worst pain of his life, and he said, I will bless the Lord at all times. I will bless the Lord at all times. His praise is always in my mouth. Ultimately, all is known. Fear God and observe His commandments. For this is the whole purpose of man. Jesus would have said this to them. My mouth will utter the praise of the Lord. Let all flesh bless His holy name forever. And we will bless the Lord from now to eternity. Praise the Lord. This is the table that is before the Lord. Before you, Lord our God, King of the universe, for in His goodness provides sustenance for the entire world with grace, with kindness and with mercy. He gives food to all flesh, for His kindness is everlasting. Through His great goodness to us continuously, we do not lack food, and may we never lack food for the sake of His great name. For He, benevolent God, provides nourishment and sustenance for all, does good to all and prepares food for all his creatures whom he has created. As it is said, you open your hand and satisfy the desire of every living thing. Blessed are you, O Lord, who provides food for all. And then Jesus, Jesus would have given a blessing over the wine. blessing over the wine, a blessing over the juice. He would have said, blessed are you, Lord, our God, King of the universe, who creates the fruit of the vine. So Jesus said to his disciples, after he had prayed all these prayers, after he had blessed it, it said that he blessed it, so we did the blessing, and then he said, this is my body, which is given for you. This do and remember it to me.
said, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This is the new covenant with y'all. This is given for you. This is shed for you. And he told him, drink all of it. for the restoration that comes through redemption through the blood. Yahweh be gracious to you and may he give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen.